Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The been thinking about McDonald's all day. Can't get it off my mind. I can already taste it. Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some Mickey D's deal. There's a deal for every moment at McDonald's. Right now, get two of your favorites for just $3.50. Mix and match a classic McChicken, a hot and spicy McChicken, or a juicy McDouble. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price. and there will be no encore. Welcome to Galway. It's Galway, everybody. Hello. Hi. It's really weird doing the intro with like not walking onto a stage. That was just really bizarre. I felt like a like a newsreader or something. So it was odd. <laughs> Hello. Thanks for coming. This is awesome. Uh, we're very glad to be here. I'm with my boy Colin Morrigan to my right. Hey. Hello, folks. And uh, yeah, we don't have Craig. Craig is uh, the third member of the show, but he's taking his commitment to being a student so seriously that he didn't come over to Galway for us. So the part of Craig Fitzpatrick will be played by uh, local boy done good, yeah. Dahi Droney. Hey, hey I, got the, I got the suit on and everything, and I got a special column wig that I've built. And None of those things have actually nice. happened, but um, <laughs> yeah, we uh, we send our love to Craig. Uh, he really wants to be here. He's genuinely upset, but not as upset as I am with him. So, <laughs> uh, and I've been letting him know about it actually. Um, I, I, there was a panic though this morning because I didn't think he'd sent us over our, our audio clips and it transpires that he did what happened Cullum? Dave burst into my room and he was like Craig still sent the audio room. and I was like Dave he sent it last night you actually thanked him last night yeah. from the smoking section of the Roaching Dove at about 2.30 yeah. it was a very late night I haven't been to Galway in four years it's good to be back and uh, yeah I feel horrendous today so <laughs> like I'm going to try and get through this with uh, you did know. you enjoy it did you enjoy your first kind of it was really fun um, although the fun began on the bus over when uh, <laughs> we got the go bus from Dublin which is very glamorous altogether and 
uh, Colm and I couldn't sit together, which was very sad because all the two-seaters were taken. So we sat side by side and tried to talk to each other as Reaching as across going. the aisle. But there was a guy, there was a guy in front of me on the bus and he was having a very intense conversation and he sounded very business-like. He kept using like terms like, you know, networking and admin and streams and stuff. So I was like, oh, he's clearly like an account manager or some hipster agency or something. And then he goes, okay, I think what I'll do is I'll do banana bread and, you know, when you slice that up, it's lovely. And I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? He's not wrong. Like, he's not wrong. No, no, he's dead on. Well, see, it turns out uh, he was having a very aggressive catering conversation on the phone. (laughs) Uh, Aggressive catering. Well, at one point he said, no, that goes against the rules of catering. (laughs) So I was just like, there are rules for catering? So at this point, I was like, I have to get my headphones on because I'm going to piss myself. So, uh, But you you stalked him, didn't you? Well, because I was on the other side of the aisle, I could see his laptop. So I saw the full menu of white chocolate and pecan banana loaf. Uh, lemon and rosemary biscuits and whole milk fudge with vanilla and rose. We're not gonna we're not gonna name the guy because I feel <laughs> no, like you know. But I will point out that he charges five hundred quid to cook that stuff in the morning. So Jesus. he was originally quoting someone seven hundred quid for twelve cakes, which <laughs> is an absolute joke. We're in the wrong game. Like we are in the wrong game. There's, but, um, there's one cake for everybody in the audience. <laughs> yeah, seven hundred euros. Worth. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it was fun. Last night we went to the Russian Dove and we checked out uh, Matthew E. White, not Marky e. Smith, as yeah, Dahi yeah. kept calling him. Dahi. <laughs> So he a thought, very different gig in fairness like, so he yeah. thought that a winsome American folk sensation Matthew E. White was in fact the singer from The Fall uh, yeah, like I say I would love to see four people try to get up and sing with Marky e. Smith like yeah, just yeah, get yeah, chased yeah. off the stage that was an amazing seconds. part of the show like, he, he did this incredible thing where he kind of brought up like four people and just randomly taught them how to sing and like made them into stars one over, guy like, the one guy the was so into it so into like so into it he was taking over the show he honestly like, he looked like he just been cured in an evangelical church, you know, and was just throwing his arms to heaven, yeah, yeah. singing hallelujah. I think he was a plant. Like, he, like no one, no one is that. He good. goes on tour with him, kind of. And there was one guy like who couldn't get onto the mic. Like he was like so far away. And yeah. it was just, like it was really sad. But uh, no, it was good because he had this thing. We arrived about four songs in, and I guess Matthew E. White had handed out sheets to the crowd. I didn't get a proper look at what was on them, but I think he was essentially doing like a focus group. Like he was inviting members of the audience to critique the show, which we'll feedback. also be doing today, of course. So uh, we invite you to fill out those comments cards afterwards. <laughs> but no, it was fun. Um, I've been to the Russian for four years, so it was a lot of... Uh, it was good fun. We hung out with a, a local band a leader called Josh from a band called mm. Elenkis. That's right. A metal band from Galway. They're excellent. Featured on the show before. We did. Yeah, we had them, uh, had them on. They're very, very good. Um, but yeah, I guess before we kick on with this, uh, quick note. If any of you happen to be in Dublin, uh, where we hail from, uh, on December the 7th, we're doing a quiz in the Workman's Club in Dublin. Uh, you can get your tickets at noonkerquiz at eventbrite.ie. It's going to be a lot of fun. I love a good quiz. I think there's a quiz on later on here today that, there is. that I'm definitely going to win. <laughs> so, um, otherwise, I can never host a quiz again. But yeah, so if you're around for that in December, come to the show. Before we uh, kick on with the show and get into the news, uh, has everyone seen Stranger Things? No, I haven't. I haven't seen. Do I need to leave now? Jesus. I'm not going to get into spoilers, but like there was, a, I just wanted to, there was an article that went up in Pitchfork during the week where they were like. Uh, the it's as uninspired as its pop soundtrack, and I agree. And I think that there's this, there's this weird thing now where like you're just not allowed to criticize Stranger Things because everyone loves it, even though it's really fucking average. So it's just like I haven't I'm watched all of this, Dave. I'm saying nothing. <laughs> I'm losing the room, but uh, it's, it's a real Stranger Things. I always think is a real like a couples program. Like everybody I know who loves it is in a like a long term relationship. That's the reason I haven't got to watch it because it's a show that we watch. Exactly, now. exactly. Not a show that yeah, I yeah, watch. Yeah. yeah. 
I've been doing nothing all week I've done nothing all week long <laughs> and I've just had to re-watch like MasterChef Australia <laughs> waiting for my missus to come home with a single tear coming <laughs> in your eye. so hang on so, so what you're saying is that I'm a miserable singleton is yeah exactly yeah, you don't okay, like yeah. stranger things so you're single and I'm the same I don't like stranger things yeah, but you're a happy gulky kind of guy it's all a front it's all a front okay well look let's get into the news the biggest news story in the world I would say at the moment is Jedward Jedward were in court this week a Limerick businessman has settled on confidential terms his high court action against pop duo Jedward and their parents over an alleged merchandising agreement. Patrick Joseph Noonan had claimed losses totaling some €625,000, mostly arising from the design and production of Jedward wristbands, jigsaws, board games and websites. Uh, including 250000 for loss of opportunity to sell a Jedward board game to another party. What does a Jedward board game look like? That's what I want to know. I'm thinking a mousetrap, like an elaborate mousetrap <laughs> Jedward theme thing. Or it could be like Monopoly. That would be amazing. Like a Jedward Monopoly. <laughs> it's really mundane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the businessman said he was able to arrange the first meeting as a result of knowing a uh, first cousin of their dad. His mm. memory of it, which is an official court-provided memory that he had to write out, uh, he met them at his home in Limerick in August 2011 and described the twins as lovely lads, brackets, hyper. Mm. Uh, he said he understood he'd be working for Jedward, the bosses, quote-unquote, <laughs> and that he would be paid. They talked about these board games, and apparently uh, he said that the twins appeared to lose interest after about an hour and started, quote, running around the house and eating fruit. Like... <laughs> Like, let's just be honest here. They're fucking mental. But ha- have you have you interviewed them before? No, you had a run. Have you interviewed them? Yeah, one of Jedward tried my shoes on. I'm not <laughs> even sure how it happened because they do this thing, like right? One which, each, or was it like? No, no, no. One of them. I don't know which one. But yeah, like they both started talking at the same time, and before I really knew what was happening, he was taking his shoes off and kind of gesturing to me. Jesus. There you go. That's insane. Like, uh, were they wearing invisible socks like I am today? <laughs> oh, they did not go full hipster yeah, live on stage. My, I'm regretting my fashion choice. The mad part of the story is where like, th- there was a whole pile of fans in the like, courthouse yeah. to see them. Like. And the bit where they walked in and one of them, again, even the reporter can't tell them apart, uh, just walked up to the microphone and announced, Jedward has entered the building <laughs> in a courtroom. That's, that's like mistrial. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> you can't possibly do that. Like, like, there's no cause for that but that's I don't know Craig sent on a picture as well of an amazing picture of Jedward and the, the judge barrister. and the judge the barrister the, barrister. the, barrister. the barrister's just like and the two of them are, are like delighted like beside him going yeah yeah it was basically it was about to be thrown out or no it wasn't like, right, it was going to be rescheduled and then all of a sudden like there was some kind of meeting that happened and I don't know they just had they settled it privately so. is my mic on? I think, I think your mic might have dropped okay. there Dave I just have the powers a, of Jedward being to yeah, yeah. Uh, I, 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 is it back? hello? hi yeah. there we go um, <laughs> I can project though so that's fine <laughs> but um, yeah his case was against the parents who are estranged from Jedward can't imagine why <laughs> but uh, yeah we'll leave it there before we get into legal hot water ourselves or before you just start pissing off Jedward well, fans yeah, you've done this before like, you've, like, so have you what was your one again uh, my one was yeah I saw them, one of them on a bus and I said I asked the driver if he was stopping before driving straight to obscurity <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was the first day of the electric picnic and like my phone <laughs> honestly just got beat up because of all the notifications my battery would just drain within an hour yeah we, uh, Colm and I went to a bus to gig earlier this year and uh, it was legitimately great fun even if I felt <laughs> completely out of place and we saw one of them in the balcony having a great time and I think I tweeted about it I can't remember what I said but it was very snarky and a lot of people got involved including one woman who appears to have a Twitter account dedicated to following them so she, mm-hmm. she was not pleased 
Um, so the moral of the story is if you want to get retweets, just go after Edward on Twitter. It's yeah. really, really good for your social media brand. Um, but yeah, so people are up in arms uh, in a good way, I guess, about the Lion King remake, which has been announced coming out in June 19th in 2019. And uh, Beyonce and Donald Glover are in the lead roles. That's really good casting. It's great casting. Uh, there's also John Oliver, Seth yeah. Rogen. And uh, I believe uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor Seth Rogen as Pumbaa is amazing like, that's, a, that's a genius move James Earl Jones is back For the lead role of Mufasa uh, like, this is, I thought James Earl Jones was dead I can't believe that he's still alive This is really, really like, He's got to be a very old guy at this stage No? I, I, he must be like He's reprising his role not as, fed, as Mufasa Who like you know Dies horribly Halfway through the Sorry spoilers For the Lion King <laughs> um, Landmark 1994 original That's really depressing That's 23 years ago Yeah It's strange I saw that in the fucking cinema man. It's the first uh, movie I ever saw My dad really? brought it to me Yeah Yeah what do you, oh. you think? Were you crying when we found out? I didn't think Sorry, I didn't think much of it. Ten-year-old Dahi didn't yeah. think much. I was much. just picturing me like doing a massive review afterwards and doing the whole thing. You're I loved it. It was amazing. <laughs> I was more impressed with. Uh, there's a thing called a cinema. It was like my first trip to the cinema. I was like, oh my god, this is crazy. It's like a bus, but with a movie at the front. Um, <laughs> uh, I walked out of Babe when I was ten years old because I was just, I was not having it. You just weren't having it. I was that's not having it. That's the most Dave Hannity thing I've ever heard. Like, it was the scene where uh, James Cromwell, the great James Cromwell, is dancing around. He's doing a jig and he hits his head off the ceiling. And I was like, fuck this, I'm, <laughs> I'm out. Have I ever told you my Babe story? Where in Norway it hasn't been translated identically. So one day at home. I turned to my girlfriend and said that'll do pig and she said what <laughs> did you just say we had to explain that I was oh quoting God. a movie that she'd heard completely different dialogue in Colin's girlfriend is Norwegian he has to watch Netflix in Scandinavian sometimes which <laughs> sounds pretty amazing it, just, it means I can't read the synopses I have to like just guess at something I might like <laughs> so but, yeah this film is going to make a ton of money it is because and I mean like like you say perfect casting like putting Beyonce in The Lion King is a bit like some sort of strange time travel plan that six year old me and 29 year old me have hatched between them <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, yeah, no, it's, it, it, it seems like kind of dead is on it, casting. It's, is it animated or a live thing? It's, I know it's a live action. Like, it's like okay. the Jungle Book one that came out a couple is years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's, it's the, a mixture of like CGI and live action. Okay, right. And I didn't see the Jungle Book, but John Favreau has directed both of them. So, yeah. But again, this will, be, like, this will make an insane amount of money. And it's all about that soundtrack, baby. It's all about that Spotify playlist. But uh, I, like, I guess the reason we're mentioning it is because like, Disney has this great reputation for incredible soundtracks. And... I don't know. I mean, I think Aladdin is good. Yeah, strong. That's about it. They're remaking that as well. Oh, yeah. With yeah, Will they're, Smith they're doing a ton as the genie, there, yeah. which is being made by Guy Ritchie. I don't know. I don't get it. But, um, yeah, they should have put The weekend in it, which is me linking to the next story seamlessly oh. right there. This is what you can learn. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, um, yeah, we're, uh, The weekend and Cena Gomez have called it quits. It's very, very upsetting. They've been together since January. It wasn't a publicity stunt. And they, this is also not a publicity stunt. It's a very, very sad story. They just couldn't, they couldn't get it together. Now, my favorite part about this is, and you see this a lot, right? When someone goes, the insider tells us. That's someone at their computer making up these quotes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they don't have an insider. It's been hard for them to come to the realization that this is the direction they were, they were heading in it's been hard for months they've been open and honest about it and where they were going well that's good isn't it I mean, like, you know, that's good communication that they had going distance definitely played a factor because uh, we, we used to work for Hot Press magazine and shall we tell them <laughs> uh, there would be times when we would get a news story from our editor and he would have quotes saying like you know a source close to the band or an industry insider or whatever and it was just him in his office <laughs> like and he would quote himself he'd be like Niall Stokes said and I'm like yeah I know you said it like, like you just fuck? said it but yeah I don't know 
you, Can you, I say as well, love, by the way, I didn't know they were going out. Really? Maybe I'm just not. I thought he was going out with a Hadid. For three years. as well, I think, as well, yeah. I, don't, I can't remember which one. Whichever one Zane isn't. Bella. You're a big fan of Selena Gomez. You're, you're I'm a big fan of Selena Gomez. I think she's really, really good. Uh, that new song, though, is a bit dodge. But, uh, yeah, she's good. I think she's a really good pop star. I'm a big fan of The Weeknd. The Weeknd used to be amazing, and then he wants to be the biggest pop star in the world, and so his... Kind of fell off a cliff. Yeah, like that last record, I mean, it's got four or five good songs in it, but it's just... I don't know. Like, this is the one thing that might happen, because if he's really depressed now... He might start writing really bitter Great songs come <laughs> yeah. from heartbreak. No, but like his best songs are like incredibly bitter and like like painful, like Wicked Games and Twenty Eight. So more I hope people should break up with. That's the what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. As my miserable singleton continues, <laughs> uh, why do people get into relationships? Like, why do you just do it? Like, I mean, like, like you could you could just have you could have it all instead, you know. Except for Selena Gomez or The Weeknd, but they were like they were a good couple, you know, two impossibly beautiful and talented people. Like, you know, you you want to see them do well, don't you? Sure, those crazy <laughs> kids. <laughs> Uh, she's been meeting up with Justin Bieber though and uh, the source said that uh, The weekend was quote upset to see them hanging out twice in the same week so again this is all made up this is all fabricated I don't, <laughs> I don't understand it they sparked dating rumours after they were spotted kissing well obviously they're fucking dating they're kissing I don't know what? No, no, that wasn't what? just me. Do you wait yeah. for commitment before you kiss someone? It depends. It depends on the situation. It depends on the ring on the yeah, finger. It depends on the situation, yeah. Like it's, we'll say, I don't know. Right. Major PDA at events and dinners across the globe. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, uh, side note there that Selena Gomez has also been named as one of Billboard's, or sorry, Billboard's Woman of the Year, the definitive one, not even one of them. Uh, <laughs> that shouldn't be a side note. That should be the first thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, former winners include Lady Gaga, Taylor Swift, Pink, Katy Perry, and last year's winner, Madonna. Donna, staying on the cutting edge there, and, um, and yes. So, hang on a second. Okay, uh, is this the same thing where Bono was named as a woman no, of the year last that's year? Glamour magazine. That happened. Glamour magazine named Bono as a woman of the year last year. <laughs> what was the rationale for that again? Who knows? Because they could get him. Was it like no? I, 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 I think it was just the work that his charity. There's an incredible photograph. It's Bono and like seven other women in this meadow, <laughs> and Bono's there in his leather jacket and his fucking light up shades or whatever, and it's like. What's wrong with this picture? <laughs> like, it doesn't work. Sorry, can I just say, um, there's, a, there's a big long list of Selena Gomez's accomplishments in the last year as to why she's been given this award. Yeah. Uh, and it has great industry language. Like, not only is Selena soaring on the charts, but she continually inspires young women everywhere to be authentic, give back, and to not be afraid to use their voice. But like, Ariana Grande should have been given this because sure. the fucking concert that she put on in the wake of that horrible terrorist attack. It's like people completely forgot that, actually. See? And so did Billboard. So, well, you know, <laughs> so, it's very upsetting. But, um, yeah, no, like, to be fair, Zena Gomez does an awful lot for charity and she's, you know, she's a big name. It's cool, but it just seems like a bizarre snub. Like, it would have been the easiest thing to do. Yeah. But, no. Um, um, about it the hard way. It's upsetting. It's upsetting. Are you happy about Sainsbury's? Do we have? Do we have? Do we have Sainsbury's? I don't think we have Sainsbury's. No. Yeah, we've we've a new story about Sainsbury's. The supermarket giant is releasing a series of vinyl albums in 168 of its stores, starting from this week. Like this is how you end up with weird things like Liam Gallagher breaking vinyl selling records, like yeah, yeah. Mm. because he puts it in Sainsbury's. They're, they're really weird as well. It's like a vinyl with like a whole pile of different songs, kind of like a compilation album or whatever. But one of them is like explorations in stereo sound. And it's like <laughs> it's been years since like well, I was like oh this is on the right here and this is on the left here it's very exciting it's like really weird that you and have they've a stolen the title of your new EP <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah explorations in stereo yeah uh, do you have a record player 
I do, yeah, yeah. Can I borrow it? You can, you can absolutely. Dave's <laughs> yeah, yeah. been buying vinyls without owning, owning a record player. Are you yeah. going to go through them one by one? In now? my defense, right, it's not, it's not what it looks like. It's not, a hip, <laughs> it's not a hipster dickhead move. What it is is Frank Ocean made Blonde available in vinyl for one day. So I was like, okay, going to buy that. It had to be done. It's yeah. a collector's item, you know, yeah. and someday I'll, I'll get to play it. And I bought like a, a Converge live album because it's my favorite album. So, so there, Cullum. <laughs> yeah. Record player is the next step, I guess. Well, I guess if I wanted to get more records, I could go to this British uh, high street chain. To be fair, I mean, like, you know, the guy who's behind this, the reason he wants to do it is because he wants, he wants more records on the street. He wants people to be able to go into shops and just buy records. Because it is one of those things where, like, and we've seen, like, in Ireland, of course, there are places that have had to close down because people just don't go out and buy records anymore. So, I, I don't know. I'm all for it, even though we can't go to Sainsbury's because... <laughs> Or play the records we play there. Yeah, that's fair enough. I don't know. Okay, at this point of the show, uh, we're going to invite Googie on stage to join us. So give it up. (laughs) (laughs) That's an actual air horn that Cullum brought and (laughs) surprised me with last night. Uh, Well, we couldn't put it in in post-production this time, so I figured I'd just buy one. I just can't believe that of all things, you didn't bring bring fucking deodorant or shaving foam. (laughs) Which are important travel items, but you brought an air horn. You can do so much with an air horn, though, you know? <laughs> and uh, six euro. That seems like a bargain. steal. Yeah, bargain. it's an absolute it's an investment. Did you, like, did you bargain him down? Like, did you haggle? <laughs> no, it's not like The Apprentice. Did you said you, try, you tried to get like, one of those real proper ship ones? I tried well? to get one of the ones, yeah, like from an actual like, shipping shop, and he was like, this is designed <laughs> if you're two miles offshore. <laughs> like, everyone in the room will bleed from the ears <laughs> if you use this. I remember, uh, I remember I was in TK Maxx once, and they had like, uh, these incredible orange trousers that were clearly like for people who, who go on oil rigs like, like it was like and I was like these are amazing and I was like I'm going to buy these just to have them like you know like I mean for Halloween or who knows <laughs> maybe I'll find myself on an oil rig but I was like it's TK Maxx so I was like they're probably going to be like 20 quid yeah. and I went up to the counter and I was like I'll have these please and after the guy looked at me funny he went that's 300 quid and I was like sorry <laughs> like, 300 quid for a pair of fucking pants did your pride force you to go through at the sale no it did not uh, that has happened though uh, like these glasses were a lot more expensive than I thought they were but I'd already I'd already handed over my card and I was like yeah sure why not you're lucky Dave Dave look they match your lack of socks thanks man it's it's a good luck I was like I don't need to pay rent this month it's it's totally fine Uh, this is the portion of the show where we jazz it up it's called the songs of the week and we have six songs to get through we're going to play audio snippets from them and the first one sounds a bit like this I hope get it how I live it wait a minute I live it how I get it Come to motherfucking digits. I pull it with a lemon. Wait a minute. Not cause she ain't living. Wait, it's just your eyes get acidic. And this ain't a scrimmage. Wait a minute. Motherfucker, we ain't finished. Wait, I told you minute. we won't stop. A nigga by the business. Wait a minute. Like yours, but you're renting. Wait, Wait a minute. Wave the love to the top. Nigga, the very wrong glide. Wait a minute. Tell the paparazzi get the lens rod. Wait a minute. Got the window down top blown. That is N.E.R.D. and Rihanna. The song is called Lemon. It's the return of N.E.R.D. Now, uh, am I going to really embarrass myself by saying that I didn't know? that any or stood for no one ever really dies until this week that's good learning there you go I was like it's educational as well I, I, and I guess it's one of those things and I was like oh yeah I suppose that, yeah, well, that makes sense to the best of my knowledge that's the first track any or have put out since they released something on the Spongebob Squarepants movie soundtrack <laughs> oh wow uh, I could be wrong about that but I'm pretty sure that's the last that's time there's any or song well see this is the thing I mean like you know Pharrell has rather lost his edge I think after putting out Happy and getting into her ears for 
two fucking years. Do you think every time I every time I see Pharrell, I always think that there must be a really hideous painting of him in the attic. Yeah, he's aging. He doesn't well, he doesn't age at all. He just yeah, looks yeah, the same yeah. now as he did. 20 yeah, years he's ago. he's one of those weird celebrities like that has this kind of vampire thing going on. There's Pharrell, Keanu Reeves, and the Coors. The Coors don't age. It's uh, Jim has a theory about that. I'm sure he does. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. That's just what our lizard <laughs> overlords want you to think. Yeah, yeah, give it up. Uh, <laughs> tell you. See, we don't need Craig at all. <laughs> it, it should be said also, by the way, that like Pharrell, yeah, he's probably lost his edge in terms of what he's putting out. Personally, he really hasn't. I saw him support Beyonce at Croke Park a couple of years ago, and all the kids in the crowd and the families are loving the bit of happy and so on and so forth. And then he plays lap dance, yeah. right? <laughs> with, with 70 foot screen of these dancers <laughs> shaking their arses in extreme close-up as parents <laughs> dive to cover the eyes and ears of their children. Spectacular. This one's for the dads. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I saw him support Kanye West in Marley Park and it was just like, it was weird. People were well into it. The original Rude Boys, may they rest in peace, uh, were, were on that bill. They're, no, they're alive. They're alive. But, like, yeah. are, they, they, uh, are they back to being the original Rude Boys? No, they're, they're done. They, they changed, they, no, they changed their name to ORB. And then the ORB got sued. Yeah, yeah. And then it was, no, back to the original Rude Boys. But then they broke up. I don't think it was actually anything to do with being sued by... The orb. I, think, I think it was just to do the fact that no one realised they changed their name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a short-lived thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, did, you ever, did you ever play in a bill with them? Yeah, I think I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I did a remix for them. Once. Oh, what yeah. the f- <laughs> really? <laughs> hey, we've all got to put bread on the table. Yeah, okay? yeah, we got to do this. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you, yeah, they, yeah, were, yeah, yeah. they were horrendous. They were. I think we've discussed this before. The one of the saddest things ever was their good farewell gig was a matinee. <laughs> oh. Did you go? <laughs> no, I most certainly did. Over not. 14s. Uh, yeah, they're a dreadful crime against music. But we're not here to talk about the original Rude Boys. And if anyone here knows them, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, NERD and Rihanna at Lemon. There's two versions of this track one without Rihanna and one with. I don't know why you would release the one without, because no. she's really, yeah. really, really good in this. She makes oh, the she's, ra- she's rapping in it. Is there anything Rihanna can't do? Yeah. Isn't she great? Her picture. <laughs> she was amazing. She was really good at this record, I think. Yeah, it's really good. Cool. I like it. It's very like it's it's immediately instant. Like it's kind of in your face straight away. It's grand, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of it's kind of that overproduced radio pop that you come to expect from Rihanna and Nerd. I say, I guess since they're I'm surprised how much it sounds like an NERD track, though. Like you know what I mean? Like it's it really released it. by NERD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's like what ten years since. Well, like, no, she they, had, they, had, they had a song on the But if you put them side by side, it actually they actually really do feel similar. It hasn't actually changed all that much. I'll, yes, granted, I'm not sure that at any point during that period was I like, God, I need more of I mean, this. I, I, a bit more again, again, I yeah. did find it pretty meh until the Rihanna bit, and I thought it was very fun to actually yeah. hear her in that guy. I think Pharrell just went, was going through the cupboard and found his, uh, his big shiny nerd buckle. And went, <laughs> do you know what we should do? A yeah, little bit, a little bit. <laughs> Let's get the gang back together after the SpongeBob SquarePants, after the fun we had on the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, it, it feels like a random comeback. There's not much to it. I don't know, like, I like it. It's got good attitude. I agree, it's overproduced. There's probably I've too much already forgotten what it sounds like <laughs> <laughs> well fair enough uh, we won't be seeing any or D or Rihanna in the Russian dub anytime soon uh, but one band that you should book because they're fucking great are horror or as they're also known Ho oh, 9909 that's them this song is called Neighborhood Watch Don't lie to me about my money and self-worth 
first time I saw Horror Live was about five years ago in a warehouse type venue in south by southwest of Austin with Jenny from the Booker for Body and Soul and we were sitting on a balcony there was a few it was, a, it was their label showcase and uh, they came on and they just eviscerated the venue they just tore it up <laughs> uh, live they are absolutely astonishingly good yeah. it's, 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 so it, it's yeah it's really visceral and raw and punk and it's just they're incredible they're, they're amazing I saw them at Body and Soul actually last year and at one stage one of them did a flip dive into the crowd onto someone like nearly killing them and then they were like yeah. it's okay man and I was like oh okay great um, my yeah. son Jenny were actually in their promo photo oh. yeah, the photo of the gig and we're up in the balcony <laughs> claim to fame right there they're, uh, they're very nice in person they're friends of the show they've been on the podcast before and yeah live they're incredible New Jersey twosome and this isn't they released an album this year and then this one has just come out randomly I suppose because it was Halloween yeah, yeah. Um, it's a good Halloween song. Like you know. it's a good Halloween song. It yeah. is a very good Halloween song. I, like there is just this niggling feeling that if they go back to that well too often, it's just going to move towards parody. <laughs> I mean, whenever you, it's a bit like starting an essay with you know it was a dark and stormy night. <laughs> yeah. So whenever you have this sort of music, you know that like werewolf bar mitzvah is the other side <laughs> of a very thin line. Yeah, yeah. Well, they've kind of evolved. I mean, like a lot of people, like their kind of hardcore fans, don't like that they've got a bit more kind of poppy, like to a degree. I mean, like like they've, they've released singles, so I mean, like that's yeah, this know, is real so pop. Yeah. 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 Well, by comparison to some of their early, this stuff. came on, and I was just like, who foresaw the National Student Radio Conference taking this turn? <laughs> like, we, we like to be a diverse show, you know. I mean, like, like like that's kind of part of the fun. But no, they're they're an excellent act. It's kind of a stopgap single. It doesn't really have much kind of going on with I it. I always I always find it's kind of hard for them to transfer the live energy and this is this is true for a lot of bands that are so powerful live after you've seen them live it's kind of hard to get that same energy off the records and yeah. I've kind of found that with horror that is it's not that it leaves me cold or anything because I, what they've done is is pretty impressive it's just it feels kind of yeah but yeah I think that I think <laughs> that, I'll that, wait I, see it live yeah. anyway. I think that might be why a lot of the album the parts that have live instrumentation are probably the most powerful because it's the closest that you have to that sort of energy being captured yeah, I mean, like, it's an advertisement to go and see them live, which you should do. And yeah. like I say, please book them. I want them to come back. <laughs> They're doing a UK tour and they left Ireland off the list. Well, you know what? I'll take care of that for you now. Just Thanks, man. Cheers. <laughs> I appreciate that. See, like, look what we're getting accomplished. Right? That's great. Uh, our next song is a bit more straightforward. It's Noel Gallagher's High Flying Birds. I don't know why he keeps rocking that name, but that's his name. And this song is called Fort Knox. Okay, so uh, Noel Gallagher has said that this song is inspired by Kanye West, by Power in particular, and I think it's just not really in there. But like, there's a part of the song about two and a half minutes in where what sounds like a pneumatic drill going through yeah, it's concrete. It's an alarm. Dumbest thing. Like, <laughs> it goes on well, for about the can, rest can, of the song. You can picture them in the studio kind of going, okay, we need something like weird to go in this area. And then they put in this alarm and it goes like, oh, that's different. That's kind of fun. And then they left it in there and you're supposed to take that stuff out at the <laughs> yeah. end. But it was just, it's, yeah, it's, it's a total, like, It's a total yawn fest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's almost like he took a nod to that fawning 90s indie psychedelia and went, oh, I could probably make that a bit blander, <laughs> a bit longer. 
Shaker. <laughs> yeah. And with more of an alarm. Does anyone yeah. remember Kula Shaker? Didn't they have something that was kind of like, maybe I could expand on that and make it more boring <laughs> and possibly, possibly even less interesting than the last crappy single I released. And what's interesting is this, if I'm not mistaken, is the second single he's released from an album that's not even out yet. Yeah. yeah, yeah right. Jesus Christ. Can you imagine what the album's going to be like? The first one he's the like release. Slade. And this, like you say, that yeah. one is especially bad. It's but everyone's like, like see, he's, he's inventive. He's different. He's not like Liam at all. There's with the scissors as well over the week where he's playing on Joe's Holland and they had a young woman playing with scissors and just yeah. oh right saw that, yeah. Just very yeah, the, saw, the saw has been overdone the yeah, saw yeah, actually exactly, reached yeah. different pitches and stuff it's, it's really, this song as well came with like a lyric video it was released with a lyric video Some people there's maybe one videos. sentence in the entire song and it's yeah. at the very end so it's like it's just like visuals and then at one point it's like oh thank god that I had the lyric video <laughs> the to idea follow this thing one of the Gallagher's doing a lyric video it's like U2 doing a lyric video maybe there's some things you shouldn't see you two have done that actually like, like with, with some of their new stuff and you're just like this really underlying how weak your songwriting is Bono but thanks very much uh, yeah no it's like the I can't get over the alarm thing because it is it's like a classic old school burglar alarm yeah it is yeah. And, and like I say it really does sound like a drill well, like you say, no, it sounds like a pneumatic drill put through autotune yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but, but, but the first time I heard this I was like oh they're working on the fucking Lewis again around the corner and then I was like oh hang on no they're not and then I went back to it and I threw the headphones on and, and at one point I was like this has to be a mistake. This has to have been left in by complete accident. And none of the comments mentioned it at all. So I, I thought I was going mad. I was like, no, no, there is no drill in this song. Because it was like from the NERD thing, like, like one of the YouTube videos for the one that doesn't have Rihanna on it. All the comments are referencing Rihanna. Right. So that's how you know that everyone uh, who comments on YouTube videos are liars and can't be trusted. But um, yeah, no, this sucks. Do you think that when they're all hanging around the studio after the song is finished and they're all listening to it before they send it off to get pressed or whatever and they're all looking at each other to see if anyone will make a comment about the <laughs> alarm being in it and all just going, I just left my alarm on while this song was on, will I get away with it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And people are just too afraid of him to mention it. Yeah, yeah. It's so that album's coming soon, I think. And oh, not soon enough. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like everyone's like real like you know yeah I mean like at last you know he's showing this incredible adventurous side yeah, the thing is I mean like I've said before on this podcast yeah that like you know he's always promised to go adventurous and he hasn't done it and that's slightly disappointing maybe that was for the best when you see what the adventures bring the good, the good thing about the album is and people who are waiting for it is that you don't really have to because you've heard it all before anyway <laughs> so it feels like you've already yeah. heard it yeah, yeah, yeah. true alright let's have our next song this is Hookworms and the song is called Negative Space Hookworms there they are a fiercely independent British indie band and I'm a big fan and it's like if you've never heard them before that isn't necessarily a great tester for what they sound like overall they kind of mix up their sound from album to album I first became aware of them when Drowning Sound gave them like 10 out of 10 for Pearl Mystic in 2013 it's a fucking fabulous record and they've turned into Hot Chip I guess all of a sudden <laughs> like, I like this a lot but it's not what I was expecting I <laughs> I like it a lot too and it's a lot popular it does feel like they've gone away and started listening to a bit of LCD sound system or hot mm, chip yeah. it is a digitalism uh, thing as well yeah it kind of happened after didn't their last 
like their last US tour kind of fell apart they didn't get to go on the tour and your man's studio blew up or it was flooded yeah it was or yeah. something so maybe they've come back with a new poppier outlook on life <laughs> but I'm looking forward to hearing uh, more from them I, I like it it's a poppier sound yeah. and it's a sort of more dance floor orientated than their previous stuff but all of the six songs that you've that I've had to li- that I've had to listen to <laughs> uh, this I really I like hookworms and I, I think this is a great track yeah I don't know if there's a nod and a wink in the title of the single either but like negative space it, it's got so much room to grow this song mm. because they really don't rush it like for the first maybe 90 seconds you're thinking where is it gonna go yeah, yeah, yeah and it has this amazing moment as well where it's like building 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 and then it like they like drop out the bass and have yeah. like the catchiest singing hook and it's like a really great moment where it kind of like completely cuts down and becomes this like real crystal thing it's and at the end lovely. of it it's a, it's a breezy six minutes when you're listening mm, yeah. to it you're yeah. just gonna go oh, was that six minutes yeah. whereas for example like with the uh, one of the songs that's coming up next it feels like it never ends <laughs> like, I, the Noel, like the Noel Gallagher song at the end of it you're just going Where, what the hell have I been yeah, doing the last yeah, I, I, one of Noel Gallagher's best friends <laughs> so. I, I fully agree um, this song is like it's got an edit Like the, there's a lot more that's happening now on like Spotify and Apple Music whatever where you get like the six minute song and also the radio edit included like the horrors did it with Something to Remember Me By and at first I was like no 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 like the real song is the six minute one like I love the build I love the epicness of it all but the radio edit is actually a lot of fun because it, it kind of gets to the point quicker so I don't know I, with the radio edit for the Harris track. I don't. Do you I, not like it? No. Why would you though? Um, I just, I mean, why, would you, why would you bother having the? I, I, I think I think I'm not a big fan of radio edits as a yeah. whole. Okay. I think it's just cutting out the the meat or cutting out the veg really. I don't know. I'm not really. I'm not really. Think, I didn't really think that through. Can we get that? Uh, can we get that catering guy on the phone? I think yeah. like, help! Really, help! Really we, hungry. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to nail this analogy. Is it, uh, also, is it an analogy or a metaphor? I can never tell. It's an analogy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't, I'm not a big fan of radio edits. Okay, yeah, just fine. Yeah. Okay, like just say it, just say it. <laughs> and in particular, the hard t- t- having a room full of like radio programmers and stuff like that <laughs> go down very well. Yeah. yeah, listen to the man, people. Uh, okay, let's have our next song, which doesn't have a radio edit. It's just a standard <laughs> song. <laughs> this is you two. Get out of your own way. Your skin's no covering and resistance. Love has got to fight for its existence. And you, you didn't want to do the song, Colin. Do you see? I was like, it's going to bring the house down. Like, I was like, we can fucking bomb and it won't matter because we've got, we've got Bono's latest diary entry that we can just get involved with. Uh, it's astonishingly bad for you two. Like, what the hell's happening? Like, they're not... Like, they're sorry, some... sorry. What do you mean, what the hell is happening? <laughs> it's, it's you two. Oh, you, hey, listen, hey, listen you, expect, you expect a certain amount of quality with a you two. <laughs> I absolutely do not expect a certain amount. Of quality, I think that's. The, I, I don't. I think this is this fairly indicative of the kind of drivel you two have been putting out since. It is drivel. It's awful. And Kendrick. Yeah. yeah. Kendrick, does Kendrick Lamar not have any cool friends? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it's like a trade. I mean, 
it's not as if you two did him such a big favor by being a guest in his track and he's coming back and going Asher, do you know what I'll do would you like me to sing a little bit at the end of your song yeah. <laughs> and then they and, cut and, it like they well, just this yeah, is it's so awesome. truncated yeah he doesn't spoke Dave, a word Dave, Dave has the theory I've that got he's a theory. going to go on to a next track on the album that he'll be in truncated because it, it's just cut off like it's so abrupt and like I, I assume he'll it'll fade into the next song so just a, a no a no gap sort of uh, it's a bleed yeah, yeah they call it a bleed I believe um, <laughs> do they I'm, I'm talking to a room for people who actually know what they're talking about I'm like, they call it a bleed uh, but yeah no it's, um, it's not, really not doing an edit without that cut means that they couldn't even get to the end of the song let alone like everybody else <laughs> uh, which is fucking ridiculous it's off the upcoming Songs of Experience which yes. comes out on December the 1st is it, and is it there, is it, what was the last single Song, the last oh, crappy single it was, um, it was uh, that, that, you're the best thing, thing that ever happened and to that a boy yeah. oh, that was yeah. from a lyric I remember reading about this that's, uh, that's someone one of Bono's friends told him that uh, this about his wife that she's the best thing that's ever happened thing, to the a best boy. thing about you is your wife yeah. or something and I'm just wondering what's the what story behind <laughs> the, the mysterious get out of your own ways it's Bono in every, every morning when he looks in the mirror saying it's you stopping yourself <laughs> <laughs> it's just you <laughs> what an image this is, this is the song this is the song he says he rings up Kendrick and said Kendrick listen I'd like you I'd like you to throw in a few bars at the end of this track you're gonna love it hey Kendrick you know the way you make really challenging and interesting music well guess what <laughs> I've got a song for you. <laughs> this is the third single off the album, and um, it it all sounds particularly bad. It's not well produced. It's very poorly written. This is meant to be like Bono's album, where he's writing letters to was it like his wife, uh, his band, and himself. And it's just like, of it feels course, like, it feels like there's going to be a letter to CIE or something in there as well. <laughs> I would love to read a Bono letter to CIE. <laughs> like, hey, listen, man, I you know like, I just I can't get on these buses anymore. <laughs> but I mean, like, okay, so this album's going to come out and hot press are going to say it's amazing and <laughs> it isn't it's like it blatantly isn't so it's like I mean like I can't wait to read that uh, 9 out of 10 review that's going to be in the mic do you reckon 9 out, nine out of 10? 9 yeah I'll get a 9 yeah uh, eight, no 9 definitely 9 yeah um, so it's just okay I know what you're saying I mean like I know you two have made great albums in the past and those days are it's over a fear is a long time past <laughs> it's a very long time yeah. it's like over 20 years and I don't understand how the fans are accepting of this and like this song is so egregious in it's like get to that chorus for this stadium like it's just like for but fuck's you sake fa- you two fans don't care about music they don't they've, they've made that very clear by <laughs> yeah. the amount of U2 albums they buy and I yeah, mean tickets I, to U2 gigs that much as well was illustrated by the fact that the band turned around and said well we're not going to bring this album out we're just going to tour the Joshua Tree instead and yeah. every fan went get the fuck in that's a great call lads <laughs> But it's like the way some comedians, like the, you know, the big stadium comedians, are essentially comedy for people who don't like comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. people who don't get U2, jokes. U two yeah. and certain other bands like that. Um, <laughs> music for people who don't. Or like music, music for people who don't like music. <laughs> it's just, do you know what we'll do? What are you doing? Will you just go to a concert? Who's playing? You know I a couple of their care. songs, don't yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I mean, like, there's not much more you can say about it other than it's painfully beige. Yeah. And like I said, look out for that nine out of ten but hot press Ken- review. It's got, it's got Kendrick Lamar in it, so you know, edgy. Yeah, I yeah. love, I love the idea of Kendrick fans checking this song. Out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like Kendrick's on the new. Oh, oh Jesus! Yeah. Uh, it got you many U2 fans checked out the new Kendrick record. Yeah, mm. you know. Like- not really, because that would mean listening to something other than yeah, YouTube. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 true. Okay, we got one song left, and uh, I'm very sorry about it. It's, this is every time the Dahi's on the show now. I know, yeah. We yeah. have to. It's a way in, like. The countdown continues. <laughs> Do you want to cue this one up? Do I have to? Yeah, go on. <laughs> it's Sia with the very worryingly titled Santa's Coming for Us. <laughs> 
I got this. <laughs> Everyone is hailed Sia as this legendary, incredible songwriter, and I think it's time to stop doing that because there's no excuse for this. I don't care. It's it, it's not. And I, this isn't me being bah humbug Dave over here. There's no call or reason or justification for the song existing. No, I quite agree. I mean, it's that strange Venn diagram of Calypso and Christmas, which I don't think has ever been explored before. <laughs> Calypsmas. Um, yeah, yeah complete with, like I say, it, like, this hasn't been lost in translation. Has it? Santa's coming for us sounds sinister as really well. Yeah, he's <laughs> done something wrong. Like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she has done something wrong here. Uh, this is coming from a full Christmas album, in fact. Another full Christmas album? As, as far as I know, yeah. The killers what? do the killers do a Christmas EP every year, don't they? Or a Christmas no, song? I have genuinely no idea. Yeah, like, <laughs> no. I, I just I know there are Christmas songs and people are into Christmas for some strange reason. But like, I, <laughs> people I, are into Christmas for some strange. Can, can you not even yeah. can you not even think of five reasons off the top of your head why people like Christmas? Five reasons. Okay. Um, I mean, it's a bit early in November. But five reasons. Uh, Die Hard, the movie, the good <laughs> film, uh, uh, celebrating Jesus Christ, right? Mince pies. Yeah. Oh. No, I'm just not, look. I'm not a Christmas guy. Okay. <laughs> Let it go. Uh, but yeah, what I would say is this I, like, who the fuck sits down and goes, I can't wait to listen to the Sea of Christmas album in like July or you something? You two fans. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. How, how does it work? How does a Christmas, you know, the way like, you know, what the last you one was a Christmas I know we need to do a Christmas thing. This is what we're asking. Yeah. No. So, like, does, it do a, does, does a Christmas song have to go through one Christmas and if it becomes like the set, like, does it become a classic then forever? Is that how it works? Does I, yeah. this have to go through the trial of fire of one Christmas? Before it makes it onto 25 best Christmas songs exactly, ever, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. for the rest of its life and Constant rotation on Magic TV from the middle of October. <laughs> yeah. Does uh, does Michael Bublé only do Christmas songs? Oh, not only, but he's certainly carried a bit of a cottage industry there. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> uh, I saw a tweet during the week, and someone was like, "Michael Bublé is probably defrosting as we speak," <laughs> and I was like, oh, "I wish I had a thought of that. That's a really good line." And I see, I didn't steal it there. I could I could have stolen it. Mm-hmm. I, I could have said the best joke that anyone in this room would ever have heard and I could have said it was me but it wasn't and that's the real magic of Christmas is when you learn to be a little less selfish and a little more caring for your nearest and dearest well, and thanks buddy and uh, on, on, that note, on that on note on that note this is the part of the show where we would ordinarily do an album review and we are going to do an album review but don't worry we won't take too long on it because it can get a bit dull but right now Googie I have a surprise for you in the form of <laughs> prepared earlier okay so what we're going to do now is how long have you been managing Dotty? I would say seven, yeah. six or seven years. Six or seven wonderful I don't years. Like, I don't like where this is going. <laughs> the, the precision of that call his back gra- does not this, bode if well. If this is what yeah, I think yeah. it is, his grandmother's name is Mary King. <laughs> uh, I don't know what you're talking about, mate. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I think that the following ten trivia questions about Dotty. Uh, <laughs> Look, we're, we're going to be fair. So what we're going to do is, right, if you fail this, so that would be like what? If I, if, half, if I right? fail this, half. there's no punishment you can give me. No, no, no. no. <laughs> it would be worse than making me listen to five of those six songs that I have to listen well, to before I go into the show. If you don't get more than four right, okay, uh, you have to stop managing Dahi, <laughs> and we will take over. <laughs> So, uh, four out of what? Ten? Four out of ten, yeah. Okay, yeah. So how do you feel about this, by the way? Like, this, this is real. I'm pre- yeah, I'm pretty nervous. Like, okay. This is, uh, this we'll this is my future right We'll look after you. you know? Okay. Like, <laughs> Christmas single? You want to do a Christmas the temper- single? <laughs> <laughs> the temperature in the room. You can do a Christmas single. Dropped, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> ten questions. Uh, painstakingly prepared a week in advance. I'm waiting <laughs> to do this for a week. Uh, no, uh, question the first. What act 
did Dahi first support in the Roisin Dove? Sleep these. Correct. Oh, <laughs> Damn it, we're not going to manage him. Uh, <laughs> how many tattoos does Dahi have? Uh, two. Yes. What was the name of his... That, that I know of. Uh, <laughs> question three. What was the name of his college course? Uh, it was in Irish... So I'm going to say <laughs> And it was in Carrow. You can give me the English version of it if you want. I would, No, I'm sorry, it was in Irish I, think. <laughs> I don't think I did do that It was uh, music and something Incorrect oh, No, wait, media nope, production nope, No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I only learned it in Irish and You like, said music And if you come no, to the quiz the that we're answer. doing If you come to the quiz that we're doing in December It'll be a first answer gets it right time <laughs> So, okay, so you've got one wrong uh, what, what was the answer to that? The answer is media But you said music first uh, Kummersage <laughs> Kummersage That's what I said No I just, mis- no. I just mistranslated it uh, Question four I'm Monster Irish <laughs> Which <laughs> Don't come at me I'm from Cork Don't yeah, come at me in Monster Irish, Conestad means music. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Question four, as I try desperately to steer this back on course. Uh, which of Dahi's singles has a grammatical error in the title? And nobody pointed this out to Mary him. Mary Keane's introduction. It is. I, uh, I actually pointed that did out. You? Yeah. Did you? Okay, I said it to him. There's no apostrophe, There's no apostrophe. Uh, I take I take it very seriously, and that uh, that caused me great upset. Man, it, it is maddening. I'm like, yeah. by. it's so irritating, and to have to write it down for this answer and not put in the apostrophe. <laughs> I felt like I betrayed. Do you know how many sleepless nights that I'm the type of person who's very close to walking around supermarkets with a red marker putting the apostrophe in between. I once got kicked out of HMV in Cork for doing that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm with you. I so I'm yeah. An apostrophe in managers' specials. You grammar yeah. rockstar. <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah, it drives me crazy. If you walk by like a grocer or something, and they have like you know. Bananas. I'm like, why the fuck is there an apostrophe? My favorite one now is the one belongs that used to the bananas. My, my, my favorite these is potatoes, the one, bananas. The ones that use quotation marks. You know, please mind the steps, and you're like, are you being sarcastic? Yeah. <laughs> or you know, a special offer. <laughs> what? Question five. Where did Dahi place in the All Ireland Talent Show? Do you know what? Because this is when I started working with when I saw Dahi first supporting Sleep Thieves, I had no idea that he'd actually been in the All Iron Talent Show. So And it's a big question, would you have managed me if you would If known? I'd known, yeah. So I'd know I'd no knowledge of that before I before I started working with them. <laughs> so uh, top three? Incorrect. The answer was sixth. Sixth. But look what he's that got is to do. Bullshit. <laughs> that is absolute bullshit. Rob. That's why you're the manager. I'm Absolutely happy robbed. I got that one wrong. <laughs> uh, this is probably a bit of an easy one. What's his dad's name? Chris It's Jimmy G- Oh I'm sorry oh. Gran- I was thinking Chris. His gran- Chris is his grandfather No yeah, yeah, sorry yeah. Uh, So you're Three wrong Sorry Jimmy right I'm sorry so Okay Question seven When you were wooing Dahi As a potential management client Yeah I'm not answering that <laughs> <laughs> That's not how it happened and I'm not- uh, uh, These gentlemen Would like to have a word With you uh, They've just arrived uh, no, no, uh, you brought the boy on a trip to Dublin. Uh, what act did you take him to see? Uh, I believe it was Hwai. No, it wasn't. Wrong. Oh, it wait, was, no. No, there's no wait, no. <laughs> it's, it's over, mate. The Redneck Manifesto. It was the Redneck Manifesto, but you got it wrong. Uh, Why so, was the second act I brought him to? Is the acoustics drum? So there's, yeah, three, yeah. there's three questions First left. First time I saw you cry. There's three questions left, and you have to get one right, otherwise we're managing dying. Question eight. How many guides to Galway features has Dahi provided for Hot Press magazine? <laughs> All of which have been interviewed by members of No Encore. How many guides to Galway? Yes. Over the years, how many, gui- how many times have Hot Press hit him up to do a guide to Galway? Which has uh, been printed. All the times. Mm, I'm going to need a number. Uh, don't look at it. I'm looking at it because I don't know. Uh, 
five. The answer is two. I'm sorry. The answer was two. Go on. Uh, question nine is getting tense now, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> Dahi barely made his set at Forbidden Fruit in 2014 due to flying back from which European city? Uh, kind of Barcelona. Oh no, yeah. it is. It is it Barcelona. Is. Hang on, I was there and I actually interviewed Dahi after his set. Uh, I was in a very bad state of disarray, but it went well. Um, what the hell happened, by the way? It was you- the most stress I'd ever been in my life. Like, the, the plane was delayed for like three or four hours, so I had to get a mate of mine and send him a text that was like seven <laughs> pages long, <laughs> describing in detail how you set up my gear. So he did it on stage, following the instructions that I gave. In, on the flight as it was about to take off going fuck 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 and then I, I had to like get in a car and drive straight to Forbidden Fruit from the airport and they had to open a gate in Forbidden Fruit so I could drive straight to the tent and get out and just like walk on safe what a rock star it insane it's it better than the, the first Forbidden Fruit gig though where the gates <laughs> the gates were delayed right. so by the time the doors were open Dahi set was finished <laughs> <laughs> Or they're going, uh, can you not just do like 20 minutes? And they're going, no, no, it's that time's over. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> you just opened the doors. Oh. That was fucking insane. That was. Wow. <laughs> what a wild life you lead, Diane. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, maybe I guess... Forbidden Fruit is cursed. Maybe, that, maybe I shouldn't play it again. There is one question left. So just for, you know, pride, I suppose. You have one. We won't be managing you. I'm very sorry about sorry, that. Sorry, man. Uh, Dahi was supposed to grace the cover of the Sunday Times Culture magazine, but was replaced at the last minute by whom? I have very mixed feelings about this because of my long... <laughs> Standing uh, history with the act, so it was the Muppets, and specifically, I believe it was Miss Piggy. Correct. Correct. Yeah. What Correct. the hell happened there? Like, what happened there? Uh, we did it's a Miss full Piggy. Interview. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We did a full interview and got a promise that we were going to get on the cover and yeah. stuff, and then it came. I got, a, I got a phone call saying, "I'm really sorry to tell you this, but we're going to have to bump the eye off the cover." And I went, "What the fuck? That's ridiculous!" And he goes, "Well, it's the Muppets." And I went, oh, "Well, you know, fair enough." <laughs> <laughs> someday, someday, hopefully. Were you still I mean, interviewed? Like for the for, for yeah, the oh, no, still did, did the feature and everything. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Right, you uh, would, like you tell, would you tell your dad oh, I'm sorry Yeah, I'll, I'll tell him, yeah, yeah. Sorry about the Miss Piggy thing Or the, yeah. the name <laughs> Alright so To finish up this week Good work Good work Good work Give him a round of applause For getting Give him a round of applause For For half knowing you After seven years I would have expected A bit of a better score Media Come on and right. in fairness now the, 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 the Why gig and the Redneck Manifesto gig were kind of yeah yeah yeah, yeah. sympathetic. I, I, I thought you were going to ask because we, we went for dinner that night in Monty's in yeah, Tampa Bay Indian, yeah. that would have been a better question <laughs> I'm going to uh, you know next time we do this I'll write the questions <laughs> and ask yourself no he'll ask me but there'll okay. be better questions yeah 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 fair okay again I mean, like, like, like there's just no need for this okay like you know like you're our guest and you're being quite frankly you're being you're being rude <laughs> I apologise it's a uh, so, come all this way over here to get you know. alright let's start taking this home Dave last week we heard To The Moon and Back a single from Fever Ray who promptly surprised us with an album a few hours later it's called Plunge and it sounds like this
think so. Uh, yeah, the artist also known as Karen Anderson Dreyer, one half of the knife. Uh, Fever Ray back for the first album in eight years. Two thousand nine was Fever yeah, Ray. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. I like it. I, I, I really like it. I think I it's really, really good. Like this record, yeah. Um, I was a big fan of the knife. So Fever Ray was two thousand nine, and I think Shaking the Habitual, which is the final album by the knife, was two thousand eleven. Yeah, two thousand twelve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two thousand twelve, and I mean, very. They were very different, starkly different records. Mm. Um, I think that the knife always tried to make a very strong statement on pop music and their interpretation of it, and always, you know doing something different than the last time and defying all expectations I think that fe- the first Fever Ray solo album kind of did that as well and now she's doing it again with this record which is a lot brighter poppier but also kind of darker as well and you know, it undoubtedly kind of keeps you on your toes yeah. doesn't it and because there's some really really beautiful moments in it and there's some really sort of harsh bleak and then you know overtly political moments as well it's yeah. a great record I yeah. think very hard to review a knife album. I, I reviewed a knife, uh, Shaking the Habitual, actually, and I remember like just writing it up and being like, "This is like so hard to not come across as ridiculously pretentious when when writing about the knife." Um, and yeah, they're very much kind of. A, I, I know everyone loves heartbeats, but like they're a marmite band for a lot of people because they're very challenging. And Fever Ray is kind of similar. I was really surprised when I heard that single, and I was we were kind of saying like, you know is this going to be a massive outlier for the album? Will it be a lot more gloomy? Because that's kind of what Fever Ray was about before. But no, it's a very, as you say, it's a very bright album. There's lots of wide open spaces here. And I'm always really suspicious, though, like, you know, like when an album is surprise released and then there's reviews online, like, that day, which kind of happened with this. Like, I mean, Pitchfork had given, like, you know, Best New Music and given, like, 8.7 or something. And I'm like, well, maybe they had an advance. I don't quite know. But, like, it's, there's just a kind of a rush review culture at the moment that, like, I think an album like this is very hard to actually unpack. And I think even, like, you know, doing it for the show, like, now in kind of a mini review segment, like, I really think it's going to take me quite a while. Like, when I'm doing my year-end lists, which I fucking love doing, by the way. <laughs> You're the only person I know <laughs> likes doing year-end lists. the best time of the I year, year man. You years. don't even like Christmas and you enjoy <laughs> year-end lists. It's called Listmas, <laughs> your analysts are amazing. They're just so much fun to do because you know you care Jesus about things. Christ, what? No, I, know. No, I mean. It's horrible. I know, I hate it. I swear I'm fun, honestly. Uh, <laughs> like, but no, no, it's great. I love it. And um, this album will probably uh, be in my end of year list at some point because yeah. it, it's really fucking good. And it's, it's that thing of like, it's constantly moving. It's constantly doing something. Yeah. Like, it's really... And it's constantly surprising you as well. Yeah, totally. Because uh, I've only listened to it a few times, so I'm just trying to remember. It was I Had a Heart is the one with the, this beautiful violin solo at the end of it. Yeah, yeah, which, which kind of comes out. It's a really nice moment as well when yeah. a natural instrument comes in, kind of suddenly. Yeah, it's, it's like beautiful. a really, really nice. It has a really nice atmosphere. It's kind of hard. I can't really put my finger on how you would describe it, but it really feels like something that would be perfect at like four AM in Body and Soul yeah. or whatever. Like it's sure. got that real kind of exciting electronic thing. There's there's parts of it where I was kind of the synth stuff. There's obviously a lot of kind of exploring sounds going along and stuff. And one of the criticisms that I would put on it is that like it, it, the the sounds are so digital and so sharp that like there's not a huge amount of warmth there which I kind of generally when people do like real proper exploring of sounds and stuff I like a little bit more of but it, it, there's moments when, when she does the, like, the really amazing hooks that she has yeah. and like everything just like clicks and it feels like this really really perfect kind of like, mix like, you know. there is a lot of vocal modulation on it as well yeah, yeah huge, huge amount of difference yeah. in her voice like the whole way through the thing know. is like even when and you're dead right to say there isn't too much warmth there but she kind of seems to weaponize that yeah. as in like that's the thing that in what would otherwise be a slightly straightforward love song really keeps you on your toes yeah, and makes yeah, you think yeah. maybe there's something more to this even like her 
I mean, I genuinely don't know what her standard of English is like, but some of the lyrics here are hilariously <laughs> broken English style, like yeah, destroy yeah, yeah. nuclear, destroy boring, and you're yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. don't think the two are the same. <laughs> well, I presume she's talking about the, the thrilling. Like, no, the, well, when I heard that song, I presume what she meant by destroy nuclear was more in a family context. Okay, because right. because I think she, what is it? She wrote the, she wrote the that's insight, right? Yeah, yeah, because I think isn't that the free abortions? No, that's a different song. It's destroy nuclear, destroy. Yeah. So I I assumed that was talking about uh, societal norms of family there. Sure. But as That's opposed to destroying yeah, yeah. nuclear energy. Damn, he's showing us up. Would you, like, quick. Yeah, but you know, that was, only, country, that was right? only my first reading of it, so I could be wrong. The ending of that song is amazing as well. That This Country Makes It Hard to Fuck kind yeah, of like, yeah. repeated yeah. line is incredible. That's Wait, so you didn't read the gigantic essay? That so she, <laughs> she did this before. I haven't had a chance to read the essay, but she, they, they did this before so Shaking the Habitual. that one was really good as well, I, that, yeah. that essay. But, I, uh, I scanned the Shaking the Habitual essay as well. Right. Uh, but I haven't, I haven't even had a chance to look at the essay that accompanies. Slightly cracked. Yeah. This one's yeah. a bit hard to get through. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty hard to get through. But yeah. I, I see what you're saying about the the, you know, the rushed reviews. But I assume that all the major outlets got advanced copies of this mm. last yeah, week. So. Yeah, it's hard to know. Or like, at least a few days before release. Like. That's never really that transparent, I suppose. But like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like with this, it's really kind of like it's it's artful in, in a non-pretentious way which is why I'm really annoyed with this really long essay that I have to read and I'm just like, <laughs> like it's just it's it's an, it's a nonsensical scroll um, yeah inside I, the architecture of repetition that constitutes both a song and a life taken objectively and not subjectively there are resonances assurances bonds and securities what Some you're taking like, that out of context there I mean, obviously, <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> that's like, obviously it doesn't make sense if yeah, you just yeah. pluck it out that's like that's like uh, like a guy I went to school with years ago, uh, he made like this really bad short film, and like myself and my friend were just mystified by how terrible it was. And word got back to him that we were kind of slagging it off on the sly. And he got in touch with me, and he said, "Heard you've been saying bad things about my film." And I was like, "Oh, I'm sorry, man. You know how it is. I have to run my mouth." And he said, "Well, of course you didn't understand it. I'd have to be sitting there with you while you watch it so I can explain it to you." <laughs> and I was like, "What the fuck?" I was like, "You can't do that." And this isn't, thankfully, like on the record itself. This isn't that. I actually find that this kind of essay, which has again lines like, "I'm looking for a girl who could play the bored receptionist in the lobby of the afterlife." <laughs> just makes aren't me, we all? Yeah. <laughs> classified ad, really, isn't it? It's lines like that that make me feel good about the book that I'm never going to finish I mean like but yeah no I mean like this is a very strong record and you know it, there's so much music out there now I know it sounds like a really silly thing to say but like like the worst complaint we have is that there's too much music but there is too much music so uh, I'm glad that we made time for this one uh, yeah. at Cullum's insistence I wanted to review the new Converge record but like no. Cullum wasn't having it no, thanks, thanks Cullum thank you it's no so good I like the, I, I, the end of the essay I quite like even just because I won't read the whole paragraph because in fairness um, <laughs> I just like the it's okay everyone is here now oh I like God. that sentiment when you, after you've listened to the record it's just because it's yeah yeah, yeah yeah feels nice yeah yeah. it's a concept album I, I it's can't not a Christmas wait. album I can't, it's not a Christmas album Fever A Christmas album can you imagine that I would listen uh, to that, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, it's a Fever A kind of Christmas <laughs> <laughs> I would really love to see this live I yeah, imagine that this when yeah. you're listening to it you can just almost imagine the visual spectacle that's how does their live show work have you seen it before I haven't seen it live actually I've seen the knife live I saw the knife live which is kind of bewildering it's yeah. polarizing the last time yeah. I saw the knife uh, it was at the electric picnic shaking the visual tour yeah people didn't know what the fuck was going on myself and my wife were there and it was yeah it was electric picnic and I sort of went yeah I really want to see the knife and then I don't know if I can handle this right now 
Yeah, so. no, um, they're not exactly a festival-friendly band. But uh, yeah, no, uh, Plunge by Fever Ray gets a 7.5 from me out of yeah, 10. Yeah, I'll give it an 8. I think it's a very Yeah, I think record. I'll go with 8 anyway. Uh, soft 8 now might go up to a 9. A few <laughs> yeah. listens. Ooh. I'm at 7.5. There's a couple of different places where it kind of drops a small bit and kind of some stuff takes too long to get to and, and things like that. And, and her voice is so unique and makes the record, I think, right. that that one song that's an instrumental, I think is the title track, uh, it, like I can't understand why she wouldn't put the voice in there. It seems like a perfect setup for that. But uh, yeah, so seven probably needs a bit more fiddle as well. Needs a bit more fiddle, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we saw a guy today on uh, what's the main street? Shop Street? Is Shop it? Street. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like this old man on a tightrope playing the fiddle, and I was sent immediately. I've been trying to pitch it to him. That's, for ages. that's, yeah, so that's Jimmy Johnny. That's my dad. Was <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. I actually thought that we were um, the album we were going to be reviewing was When I See You Ice Cream the new record by Slow Place Like Home which is out now on Strange Brew Records hey. <laughs> that is seamless plugging that thank you very much well done brings us straight to our other listening section it does yeah we have an other listening section what else we're listening to this week and uh, I asked Cullen before and I was like so you have something for this right and Cullen was like no I haven't listened to anything but basically no <laughs> thanks man just about all we listened to was, and people who saw set up will know that we've been knotted on the couch watching back old Black Eyed Peas <laughs> videos <laughs> This was, this was kicked off by the fact that we found out that Taboo has an autobiography. It's incredible. It I, I'd buy that the cover, cover is like, like, unfortunately, I can't screen it. But it just like, looks uh, spectacular. It's um, called. Hang on. It's a yeah. So it's Taboo from Black Eyed Peas in a fetching leather jacket on the front cover and making a weird kind of cool gang sign and it's keep it on the positive falling up my story falling up. by taboo of the black eyed peas with steve dennis he didn't even write his own fucking book. in all good bookstores now uh, hopefully yeah. we will have a book review of it on the podcast shortly yeah, uh, in possibly. the meantime uh, check out the video of the black eyed peas playing uh, their remix version of time of my life on the X Factor from 20, where it has the most amazing drop you will ever see <laughs> it's unbelievable it got me through my college days uh, I have been listening to the new Hollywood Undead album because I cannot believe the Hollywood Undead are still around uh, for the uninitiated they are a LA based a terrible band that like they're basically a rap rock kind of new metal which is right up my street because I'm a new metal kid and it's weird because like they're so tough that they go, they, they wear masks and they, they tough don't. like T U F F yeah 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 and it's like they kind of have like all this like all these lyrics about gang signs and like a lot of very misogynistic and homophobic stuff in there as well but um, most of this album sounds like a boy right band up my street. that's not right <laughs> up my street uh, most of this uh, album sounds like a boy band like it sounds Jamie like like the amount of moments where it's like they're gonna get off the stools and like get the mic and really go <laughs> for it and I was like. Key changes. So yeah, so five by Hollywood and Dead. If you want to hear a hilariously terrible album that kind of swings back around to being kind of okay, because your brain just starts to give up after a certain amount of time. Uh, what have you been listening to? Uh, you were talking about your best of lists and stuff, and we were talking about it last night how you're going to pick your best albums or whatever. But you haven't listened to the Bonobo record yet, right? Oh, it's so good. Which is my best record of the year, by yeah, a million, and I listen to it all the time. It's called so, Migration, yeah. and I listened to it because it was recommended to me by Dahi. Oh, now see, very busy guy. Get on okay. it. Get on you it. You just said you listen to albums that you intentionally hate. <laughs> I, I like to keep myself guessing. I, don't know. I mean, like, fair enough. Thanks, Dahi. I appreciate the recommendation. And yeah, go for throwing it. me under the bus on my own show. Good. <laughs> I was going to say Migration as well, but now that Dahi said it, uh, I would say. The new the debut album by Bedouin, who which came out on Space Bomb Records, which she you missed her last night. She mm. opened up for Matthew E. White, and I think she's doing a headline show in the Grand Social. Incredible artist, really great record. But I won't. 
and I'm going to say, uh, you know, it's a bit of shameless plugging, the new album by Slow Place Like Home, which is out on <laughs> Strange Brew Records. It's a delicious slice of Northwest Atlantic Indie Tronica from the artist. Uh, one of the tracks has Fergal McKee from Whipping Boy on it. Um, it's a, yeah, it's a really, really excellent record, and you should go, you know, you can, I, I think you can pick it up on iTunes, probably, uh, strangebrew.ie, Bandcamp. It's a beautiful vinyl record. The artwork is gorgeous. Can we cut his mic? Like, it's it's kind of getting to the stage. Uh, yeah, okay, so the show normally ends with us playing a song which we're not going to do because uh, it would be weird because we have an audience of people. Uh, so for the listeners at home, uh, this is Proper Micro NV and the song is called Oblivious. For the listeners here now, uh, I want to say thanks very much to Gogi and to Dahi for coming on. It uh, helped us out of a jam, so thanks. Uh, I want to say uh, thanks to Craig Fitzpatrick for still being a part of this podcast, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's very upset and contrite, and I want to make him feel bad about it. So uh, thank you all. Seriously, this has been awesome. It's been a lot of fun. Um, so that's the show. My name is Dave Henry. This has been No Encore. There will be No Encore. Thank you very much, Galway. Thank you.
podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Buying a home can feel like navigating uncharted waters. Redfin agents can help. They'll answer your questions with honest advice so you know exactly what you're getting into. They'll also help you tour as many homes as you want and show you what it takes to make a winning offer. With a Redfin agent on your side, you can sail straight to your dream home. Local expertise from Redfin. That's real estate done right. Tour subject to property and agent availability. Virginia Office Falls Church, VA. 844-759-7732. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.